This is Living Stories, featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Louis Mazet. Traveling by train has become something of a novelty for most Americans, as the routes available from surviving lines are quite limiting. But during their heyday, passenger trains with service offered in most cities were the go-to mode of transportation for many Americans and offered the excitement of new faces and experiences. Mary Sendon of Waco describes a notable train ride she took with her husband, Dr. Andres Sendon. We were sitting there, and there was a family with a, well, two of the children, but one of them was a little girl, cute little girl. Well, my husband liked kids, and he started talking to her. Well, she wouldn't leave him alone. She just wanted to sit with him and talk and talk and talk. So finally, two little boys came up and said, wanted to get in on the conversation. They had a book with the ABCs. Sidon said, did you say the ABCs? They did, you know, they started off saying, and then they told him, said, now you say them. Well, Sidon, to tease him, he would say A, B, D, F, you know, he'd skip around. And the little boy looked at him and said, I thought you were a college professor. <laughs> well, this little girl fell in love with my husband. Her name is Kathy. She was going to Wisconsin, and they lived in Weatherford, Texas. We, we got off at, uh, at Detroit, they went on to Wisconsin. And when we came back, we didn't see him anywhere around. I said, I wonder if that family's on this train again. Sure enough, I looked up and there stood the father with this little girl. He said, you know, I walked through every train on this, on this thing here, trying to find y'all. She wanted to know if y'all were here. <laughs> so we got her name and address and that started a correspondence. She would write cute little things, you know, a mother would write some for her. A friendship started there between them and us and the little girl. And she asked my husband what his name was, and they were still with the ABC. And I said, oh, call me XYZ. Well, she'd write him letters. I still have them, dear XYZ. Well, you know, to this day, those people write to me. That was the strangest friendship that we ever made. The little girl would come to see us once a year. She always had to make her mother make cookies to bring him cookies. And now she's married, a nurse, has children, but they're still our friends. Isn't that strange how a train will do that for you? That was our train friendship. Marcille Sullins of Woodway recalls train travel during World War II with a trip she made to see her husband who was stationed in Colorado. I had never been away from home. I had never been out of the state of Texas. So I caught a train at Katy Depot with a six weeks old baby. And during the war, they put everything that they could find on the lines. I traveled in a chair car with windows that would not close. At that time, they still had coal-driven engines, steam engines. And the coal smoke came back into the car. And when we got to Colorado Springs, he had been waiting on us eight hours. We were dirty from smoke. <laughs> Tired. Interest has renewed lately in passenger rail service, due in part to rising fuel costs and growing concerns about the environment. Perhaps one day in the future, trains will flourish once more across the American landscape. Living Stories is heard every Tuesday on 103.3 FM Waco, NPR. For program transcripts or more information about the Institute for Oral History, visit baylor.edu slash livingstories.